Hey, what's up, y'all? This is Jen. And I'm Vernisa, coming out of Los Angeles, California, with the Speak, Speak Up, Up podcast. podcast. And you're tuned in with the Sportsway with Dre Day podcast. Do your thing, Dre. Yo, what's happening? It's your man, a guru here from Guru Speaks Podcast. And you're not checking out Sportsway with my dog, Dre Day. Get with it and get ran over. Biatch. What time is it? I said, what time is it? It's episode time, motherfuckers. What up, what up, it's your girl, Miss Cindy, and you are now tuned into a brand new episode of Sportsway with Dre Day podcast. I know, I know, y'all used to hearing his voice, but today, we're going to put a little spin on it. I'm taking over with a little Q&A. Yeah, my lady decided that she was going to do an invasion of the podcast, being that it was my birth, being that it was my birthday, she said, why not? You know, do a little Q&A with me. So since she chose to do that, I figured that we deserve to have a little shot for this. A little a, l- a little toast for this. I guess you could say we could have a little drink champs version. So before we even jump into this episode, why not just, you know, take this shot real quick. So that, real quick at this douce and salute to us working on this episode together. Mmm. Damn. Oh yeah. In motion. Game mode now. Game time. It's episode time, motherfuckers. Alright, go ahead, Miss Cindy. Okay. Take it away. At what age did you develop this passion for sports? I developed this passion for sports at the age of five. Um as a young buck, um, Watching basketball with my father, um, that was pretty much the launch of everything for me, basically. Whether it was music, whether it was sports, anything in general. Age five was the age that I started with everything. So, you know, at that age, kicking back, sitting on my dad's lap, watching basketball games, him teaching me the game, and I wasn't just just sitting there just to watch. He was actually testing me. You got some people, they just watch games just to watch. Not with me. My pap, my pops is actually really trying to school me into the game, you know, teaching me how this how this player moved this way, how the player should have went that way and stuff like that. So, yeah, five years old was the age where I developed this passion for all sports, not just basketball, but for all sports. So can you remember your very first game that you watched that's like you really paid attention to? Well, my very first game, I know for a fact it was a Jordan game. That was one of the reasons on that was that was one of the reasons why I even got into even even got into sports in general because of MJ. He 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 was he was that guy. He was that dude that I saw on my TV and I said to myself, that's who I want to be like. And that's why to this day I call him the God. Like people have their whole thing of this whole goat talk. People they can have their goat. People say LeBron's the goat, cool, but the last I checked, God is before goat. So, you know, Michael Jordan is my God. As far as the NBA goes, not my holy God, but the God of basketball. <laughs> What prompted you or motivated you to want to start a podcast? That's a good one. 
Um, what prompted me, what prompted me to do this pop, what prompted me to do this podcasting thing was from the aspect of when I was working at my old job, Westside Radiology, I had worked there for almost 11 years. The dudes that I used to talk my sports with, um, shout out to my man Curlin, Rami, Arnold, um, Kevin, Mylon, Mike. I mean, the list goes on. If I left you out, I, I totally apologize. Oh, and my man Juan. And we would get so passionate in some of these sports discussions. They was like, yo, D, you need to have your own sports show. Like, you need to do something. And when they said it, like, when they said it, it's like, all right, cool. It sounds cute, but I, I didn't really take it I, I didn't really take it serious at that time. But I would say I would say about I would say about 2000, 2008, 2009 was probably the time that I really, really, really thought about doing it. But at that time, YouTube wasn't that that popping at that time. Social media wasn't was just, you know, starting to get was really starting to kick in, so I ain't really take it serious at the time. But, yeah, I would say back then is when I really got the, you know, desire to really want to do this podcasting thing. Well, what makes your podcast different from other podcasts? My charisma. My charisma is off the wall. It's top notch. Um... You have some you you have some people and this and this is no not and this is no not to anybody whatever floats your boat, um, but for some some podcasters that I hear, these people don't have no they don't have no character like they don't have no charisma, you know they just they just talking just to talk. See with me you're not gonna get that with me like you're gonna get you're gonna get a joke here and there you're gonna get the, you're gonna get. My cadence, you're going to get the personality, you're going to get the sense of humor, you're going to get all of that in each episode that I've ever done, you've gotten that. Like, I'm not just one of these people that just, that be, that sit in a chair with a mic in his face and just talk just to talk. So you feel like it's fair to say that you could compare yourself to Shannon Sharp or Stephen A? Like that passion that they got? Stephen A, Stephen A, Stephen A Smith. Get his name right. Get his name right. That's Stephen A. Smith. Yeah, yeah, Excuse yeah, yeah, yeah. Get his but name do you right. have that same drive that they have? Cause you got some people that really take this like yes above yeah, and beyond. Yeah, yes, I take I take I take this I take this thing very seriously. Like when I first started, when I like when I really really first started this, I had my doubts. I really did, and I was I was real. <laughs> I was real ner I was real nervous at first, but after a few episodes, it was like, all right, cool. Now I'm real comfortable. Now I can get in my bag the way I truly want to. But to piggyback off what you said, as far as Stephen A. and Shannon Sharp, absolutely. Like I look at those dudes as mentors for me. Like I I definitely look to them as mentors. It's funny because like I was saying, like to piggyback off of my old job. Like my dudes that I used to work with, the way I would talk, they'd be like, "Yo, thanks, I sound like Stephen A. Like, man, you, I'm not, I'm not trying to sound like the dude. Is he an influence? Absolutely. 
Is he one of my mentors in this? Yes, he just don't know it. But I'm not trying to be the next Stephen A. I'm not trying to be the next Shannon Sharp. I'm trying to be the first Dre Day. So, you know, I mean, people want to, I mean, I'm flattered that people say I sound like him. I'm flattered by it, but I'm not trying to be him at all. I'm just grateful that we both from New York, but he from Queens. I'm from Brooklyn, so I can never be him. Okay. So if you, you mentioned that either one could be a great mentor for you. Yes, absolutely. But who do you think out of the two can help you deliver better content to your podcast listeners? Both of them. Both of them. I mean, they both. I mean, they both. They both got the platform. They both got it. I mean, I. I mean, I wish I knew. I mean, I wish I knew a genie, and that that one wish, or you could say two wishes, was to be in the room with Stephen A. and pick his brain on what I can do better, or whatever the case may be, or have a genie and ask the same question about Uncle Shay. You know what I mean? Like. Like this this is not a game here. This is real serious here. I have dreams on being on that TV. Whether it's on ESPN, Fox Sports, I don't give a damn. I don't give a damn if it's for 15 seconds or five minutes. People gonna see me. And as long as I keep putting out that good content and I keep making this and I keep working on this dream of mine, it's gonna happen. Slow motion but in motion. That's the motto. Slow motion but in motion. So which show would you say is better, Undisputed or First Take? I know that's kind of hard for you. but Yes, it is hard. Yes, it is hard because... But I, you only can pick one. <laughs> I, I, I remember when First Take wasn't even First Take. It was called First and Ten. And that's when Skip was on there. Skip Bayless, for people that don't know. And before work, I used to watch this show. Not even before work. When I came home from work, because it used to come on at 9 o'clock. 9 o'clock, Cold Pizza was on. It went from first and 10 to Cold Pizza to first take. So I've, so I've always watched this show grow. And Skip Bayless was always at the fold of it. When he left first take and went to Undisputed with Shannon Sharp, at first I had my doubts about it. I had my doubts about it because I'm like, wow, like you left... You left ESPN to go to Fox Sports. Your chemistry with Stephen A was just off the wall. And then now he's with Uncle Shay. And I, I'm I'm gonna be perfectly I'm gonna be perfectly honest with you. For me, right now at this current moment, Undisputed is better than the first take. Mm. It is. I, I, it, it is. I cause I mean, shout out to Jenny Taff, who's a hell of a moderator on the show. She doesn't intervene with Skip and Uncle Shay. Unfortunately, first take, they have that problem. Their moderator, who's Molly Karam, she's supposed to moderate. But she likes to jump in the debates like she's the star of the show. You're a good-looking woman, but stay in your place. But I You're... feel like that's a good thing. No, it's not. I'm going to tell you why I feel like that's a good thing. It helps us women bring forth that we know sports just as much. Like, I'm not saying I'm a sports guru because by a long shot, I don't know sports from a hole in the wall. Okay. But I'm learning. Yes, you I'm are. I'm learning. Because of me. Right. And I feel like it's a good thing that women come forth and put out the same content that a man can. No, but see, the thing with her is she tries to be the center of attention. She's a woman. What do you expect? 
Just sit there and moderate. No, that's like telling a woman to just sit in the kitchen and cook. Nah, nah. nah that's yet. never going to happen. All right, this is, this, this, this is what I want you to do. Whatever day it is, whatever, whatever day it is that you not sleep and you ain't got to be at work at a certain time, I want you to watch Undisputed and I want you to watch First Take. And I want you to see the difference in both of the moderators. And then get back to me. Because there's a difference. Jenny Taft, like she she jumps in here and there. Molly, on the other hand, she likes to jump in at any opportunity she can. But what you think they put her on TV for? To moderate. That's her job. To Listen, moderate. No, she's We don't need to get into we don't need to get into the definition of moderate, but again. Again, she can intervene here and there. But for the most part, from what I see, it's like she tries to be the show when it's not about you. That's my whole thing. With Jenny Taff, I don't get that vibe with her. I don't get that vibe with her. So off that aspect alone, and then the chemistry with Skip and Uncle Shay, yeah, Undisputed is way better than the first take right now. Way better. I love both shows, but I gotta go. With, I gotta go with Undisputed. Okay, with seventy four episodes in so far, mm -hmm. what do you feel was your biggest learning experience thus far? My biggest experience so far, I would say my biggest experience so far was... Your learning experience. My, lear my learning experience? Like, what's the one thing that really hit I think it was that really drink that you. I think it was that drink that made me not pay attention. Don't <laughs> um, say it do that to you. It, it damn sure does. Um, shout out to Myth Bleak. Rock boy. Rockefeller forever. Mm. What was the question again? Oh my God! Seventy-four episodes in. Yeah, seventy-four episodes in. So far, what do you feel was your greatest learning experience? <sighs> my greatest learning experience. Let's just make sure I know what I'm talking about, because at the end of the day, I mean, I don't go back and listen to my episodes, but obviously there are people out there that do listen, and. The one thing you don't want to do is sit behind a mic and talk shit and you don't know what you're talking about. Because right. because best believe, people are going to get at you. They're going to they're, they're gonna get at you. Now, you know, th there have been episodes here and there where I might have slipped up and had a little, 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 little error in something that, you know, I discussed or whatever. I believe it was one... I, I believe it was one episode... I did, um, it was the ladies edition episode and I talked about the equal pay for the U.S. women's soccer team and I talked about how much they were getting paid. Somebody emailed me and they told me straight out, yo D, you was wrong on that. They got paid such and such. This is how much they got paid. I was like, yo, I appreciate that. So for me, it's, it's, it's me, for me, it's all about knowing what you're talking about. So do you feel like getting criticism from other podcasters? Absolutely. You're open for that? Absolutely. Absolutely. That's a good thing. Listen, I'm not listen, I'm not one of these people that can't take constructive criticism. I'm not. I can take I can take constructive criticism. I can, I, I can take it. Ain't, ain't, ain't no thing but a chicken wing on a string. Ain't ain't, ain't, ain't nothing. It's it's all good. We all we we all in this together like there's a couple there's a couple of people that I've been able to network with on this podcasting thing. And I've listened to their episodes and I let them know, like, yo, like you could have did this better or 
you know, you could have punched that in at this time or yada, 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 or, you know, yo, yo, like when you do your episodes, like it's too much noise. Like, yo, like, like you got to make this, like, like you can't have, you can't have no noise in the background. Like you want your, like you want your audience to gravitate to you. You want them to just hear you. You don't want them to hear such and such in the background. Like you want, you know what I mean? So I can take constructive criticism. That, 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 that shit, that shit don't mean nothing to me. I'm from New York, man. We got thick skin. So, as a child, did you ever want to be a professional athlete? Hell yeah. Who influenced you? Hell yeah. I wanted to be a basketball player. Who was your biggest influence? I just, I just talked about him earlier, Mike. Like, listen, watching that man, watching that man play basketball, watching him on that TV, it's hang time, sticking the tongue out. And then, you know, having his own sneaker and the whole commercials of I want to be, I want to be like Mike on Gatorade, with the Gatorade shit. I'm like, yo, that's, like, that's what I want to do. Like, that's what I want to do. All right, so let's talk legends. Do you think LeBron can stand toe-to-toe with Jordan? As far as what? Stand toe with him as far as what? A one-on-one. A lot of people say that, you know, stats and numbers... That LeBron could take Jordan. Listen, stat wise, he already listen. Stat wise, he already gonna pass Mike. Why? Cause he, he he's played longer than Mike. Right. He's gonna have. He already passed him in points. He's gonna pass him in rebounds, which he probably already has done already. I'm sure he's passed him in assists. I'm sure he's probably passed him in steals. But just cause you passed him in these stats, don't mean you better than him. It don't. I'm sorry. You they don't. say numbers don't lie. Num. Some sometimes numbers can be deceiving. It can be. And I take nothing away from LeBron. LeBron is my favorite player in the league currently. Currently, he is my favorite player in the league. But he can't fuck with Mike, man. Mike is the god. Mike, Mike, Mike is the god. Mike six and zero in the finals. Never went to a game seven. We've never, like, we've never, we've never questioned Jordan in the finals. As far as performance, we've questioned LeBron before in his finals. So. I mean, stat-wise, like I said, LeBron is going to crush him in damn near every every stat. But I don't go off that stat shit. I'm not, I'm, I'm, I'm not with that. Jordan is the guard, and people just need to accept that. They need to get on their knees and bow down to this man because if it wasn't for Mike, there'd be no Kobe, there'd be no LeBron. There wouldn't be a lot of these people if it wasn't for Mike. Okay. So do you feel like Curry and Kawhi Leonard can be Hall of Famers later on in their career? They're already Hall of Famers. But to give the PC answer, in fact, fuck that. I'm not giving no PC answer because I'm not an owner, I'm not a general manager, and I don't have to worry about getting fined. Right now, at this present time, both of these guys are Hall of Famers. Like, if Steph Curry, God forbid, I mean, he just got injured, so get well soon to him. But if... He was to say, you know what, F this. I don't even want to play no more. I got my three rings. I'm heavily regarded as the greatest shooter of all time. I don't feel like playing no more. In five years, five, six years, he's first ballot Hall of Famer because of what he's done already. Kawhi Leonard, he's already a Hall of Famer. He, um, two-time finals, two-time finals, two-time champ, two-time finals MVP. He has two Defensive Player of the Year awards. Um, what he did with the Spurs, 
what he's done for Toronto and what's what he's gonna do with the Clippers at this at this present time, hell yeah, he's a Hall of Famer. Okay, you spoke about Steph Curry being out for his injury. Do you feel like with him being out and hurt, do you think the Warriors season is over? Warriors season is over. O V A. A bunch of A's at the end. It's over. So it's safe to say the truth for like he carries the team. Hell yeah, he carries the team. Listen, when Kevin Durant was there last year, okay, Steph Curry took a seat back. He let Durant take over the show. When Kevin Durant got hurt in the playoffs, it had to go back to being Steph's team. When Klay Thompson got hurt, it still had to be Steph's team. Now you fast forward to this season. KD is gone. He's with the Brooklyn Nets now. Klay Thompson is hurt. He tore his ACL in the finals. So now you're now you're expecting Steph to be the savior for the Warriors. And now that he's hurt, the Warriors, who they going to rely on? Draymond Green? Please get out of here with that bullshit. So, yeah, the Warriors season is done. Like They got a bunch of nobodies playing right now. I mean, they got D'Angelo Russell, but this ain't the East. And he was with the Nets last year, and he was able to do some damage. But the West is a different animal. The West is a different animal. So now that Clay is out for the rest of the year, Steph's out for three months, Draymond is out for a few games, and now you're only relying on D'Angelo Russell to play with a bunch of nobodies, these G League motherfuckers. Yeah, the, yeah, the, yeah, the Warriors are done. Ain't no playoffs for them this year. So I'm, 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 I'm intrigued on these Warrior fans because a lot of them, a, a lot of them have been hiding so far this season. They've, they, they, they've talked all this shit for five straight years. They've talked all this shit. I haven't heard a peek from none of them yet. I'm waiting for them. I'm waiting for them. Hmm. So, what's your t- like? What's your definition of a Hall of Famer? What's my definition of a Hall of Famer? Well, stats, stats. I mean, stats definitely have to factor into you being a Hall of Famer. Mm-hmm. We can't even kid ourselves on that. Unfortunately, there are some people who are in the Hall of Fame because of their, I guess you can say, them being an ambassador for a certain country, for them to be in the, for being the Hall of Fame. Take Yao Ming, for example. This was someone whose career was cut short due to injury. And in my honest opinion, all the years that he played didn't factor, in him, didn't factor into him being the Hall of Famer. But the fact that but the fact that he's from China and China does a lot of business with the NBA and him being the ambassador for China, I think that right there enticed them to say, you know what, we got to put Yao Ming in the Hall of Fame. You got Bill Walton, who got 6,000 points, and he's a Hall of Famer. Like his highlight years was in Portland and his career was cut short due to injury. But then yet, you got people huffing and puffing because Grant Hill's in the Hall of Fame. Like, I think people really need to go back and watch the game tapes on Grant Hill. Because that man was a beast before he got hurt. Like, everybody want to play LeBron and Kobe for being the next Mike. Y'all need to go back and watch them game tapes on Grant Hill. Because before Grant Hill got hurt, that was the guy that they were saying was going to be the next Mike. 
Go watch the game tapes on Penny Hardaway. He could be in the Hall of Fame too. If Yao Ming could be in the Hall of Fame, then my man Penny Hardaway, then my man Penny Hardaway should be in the Hall of Fame too. Okay. Um. So, what do, who do, which basketball athlete do you think has the greatest influence in the urban community? But right now, currently, it's LeBron, and it's not even close. Um, you know, with certain social justice issues that's been that's been taking place throughout the years, LeBron has been the forefront of it. Whether it was um, the Trayvon the Trayvon Martin um, case in Florida with George Zimmerman, and you know when he was with the Heat. You know they had the note. You know they had the hoodies on. The whole Heat team had pictures up. Had pictures, you know, with hoodies on, paying homage to Trayvon Martin, um, Eric Gardner in Staten Island with the "I Can't Breathe." LeBron was one of the the leaders at the forefront with the "I Can't Breathe" shirts. Um, standing with Cap, he he has a school in Cleveland. You know, for you know, in his hometown, well, in Akron, his hometown. So yeah, I would say at this present moment, right now, I would say LeBron is. But of course, I mean, you could always go back to, you know, Cap. The safe answer would be Muhammad Ali because of all the stuff that he did. You know, back in the day with him sacrificing, um, his boxing career and money. You know, for taking a stance and not going to Vietnam. So yeah, I mean. I would say those are probably the main three that I can think of. But at this present time, currently, yeah, it's definitely LeBron. It's not even close. It's 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 LeBron James. Okay, name name one goat per sport. One goat per sport. Mm-hmm. Um, a goat in every sport. A goat in every sport. Well, basketball, I think I pretty much already said that already. That's Mike. I don't need to go down in the list of all his accomplishments because I'll just be wasting my time and wasting my breath on that. Um, Baseball, for some people, they'll say Barry Bonds. Um, For some people, he was a Hall of Famer before he was even caught juicing with steroids. When he was with the Pittsburgh Pirates, and even his years when he was with the San Francisco Giants, before he even broke the home run record, you know, he was viewed as a Hall of Famer already. And he was even viewed as a GOAT already. Um, but me, my GOATs, my GOATs got to be champions. And unfortunately for Mr. Barry Barnes, he never won one. So my GOAT for baseball would be Derek Jeter. Um... Five-time world champion. Um, Ain't nothing like that pinstripe. Nope, it's not. It's, it's nothing like it. Nothing like them pinstripes. Um, to me, he's the greatest shortstop of all time. I mean, some people say Ozzie Smith. Some people say A. Rod. Some people say Kyle Ripken. I say Jeter. Um, he played the game the right way. He never cheated the game, and he had some bad. He dated some bad women too, as he. When 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 he when, when he was playing, so off that alone, I think I think that's goat status right there. He had Mariah Carey, he had Mia from Fast and the Furious, Mika Kelly, 
Like Jeter, Jeter had a list of bad bitches. So yeah, so 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 yeah, Jeter's the goat for me in base in baseball, football. Um, see that one is tough for me. People that know me, they know how much I love Brady. I think he's the goat for quarterbacks. As far as the goat for football as a whole, I don't know if I would actually put him there as the goat for football as a whole. So for that answer, I'm going to say probably Jerry Rice. I'll probably say Jerry Rice for football. I think I think Brady is the goat for quarterbacks, but overall in football, I'll say Jerry Rice. Um tennis, Serena. Let's not even go there. Um I mean, wrestling is sports entertainment, so you know, I'm going to go with, you know, the Texas Rattlesnake, Stone Cold Steve Austin. So just just off those five, those are, those are only like the five goats that I could think of right now. I think that drink is getting to me, but it is what it is, though. <laughs> so this is my last question before we wrap up the first half of this little Q&A. Mm -hmm. Who do you think won the Shaq and Dame Dollar Rat Beef? Shaq. Shaq won. Because I'm all, I'm all about facts. You know, I'm not, you know, I'm not with that. Just saying shit to make it sound hot. And the shit Shaq was saying, he was spitting straight facts. I mean, Dame has some cute, cute lines here and there. But for me, I'm all about facts. Like, go, like, for people out there, go back and listen to it. Go back and really sit down and listen to it and pay attention. Like, Shaq was really spitting some shit. Um, I would say Dame delivery was better. I would say his delivery was better. His so. his his flow was better. Nah. But as far as facts, Shaq won. Shaq gave me that cool, calm, collected vibe. Like I'ma hurt your feelings, but I'm not gonna get on this mic and scream, hoot and holler. No, that's exactly what Shaq was doing. Dame was the one with the. With the cool, calm, and collective. See, when for me, he gave me the cool, calm, collective because it was just so smooth. He was a smooth ride because everything he said had a point to it. See, for me, I take, see, I mean, and, and listen, I know I'm going to get crucified for this. I know when people hear this, they're going to be like, how dare you make this comparison? But I'm going to make it. This battle reminds me of Jay-Z and Nas. Oh, Lord. And the reason being is because... Nas had clever lines in Ether. I take nothing away from what Nas said. But if you go back and listen to TakeOver, the shit that Hov was saying when he started dissing Nas was straight facts. I'm all about facts. That's all I'm about. Snap on top facts. That's what I'm about. And in that battle, Hov had more facts than Nas. So for that, I edged it to Jay. I edged it to Hov. I'm sorry. Now, I know people going to crucify me for that, but I don't give a damn. It is what it is. Yes, I'm a whole fan. I'm a diehard whole fan. I'm a, Jeho I'm a Jehovah witness. I'm not a Jehovah witness. I'm a Jehovah witness. So, I'm riding with my man Hove on that. Sorry. But, yeah, to answer your question, yeah, I, 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 I gave the battle to, um, to the Diesel. And shout out to the Diesel and um, condolences to him and his family because... Um, he suffered a loss, um, I believe, last week. He he lost his sister. So, you know, R.I.P. to um, his sister and fuck you to cancer. 
Yeah, fuck you, cancer. But um, this is going to be the first half. We're going to wrap it up, take a break, and we'll be right back. This is Lucky Lucky the Great of the Transparent Trap House Podcast. You are now rocking with Brooklyn's own Sportsway with Dre Day. Really quickly, I just want to say thank you so much to Dre Day. Dre Day actually did my job, and he did an amazing job. I want to say thank you once again. But other than that, definitely follow his podcast. His podcast is Sportsway with Dre Day Podcast. He's streaming on so many streaming platforms for podcasts just like myself. His podcast is about unfiltered um, opinions and such of the sports world from NBA to MLB to wrestling and I wonder if he does MMA that's a very good question Dre Day please answer that for me you can follow his Instagram handle at sportsway with Dre Day podcast and also that links to his other social media pages but once again his podcast is sportsway with Dre Day podcast definitely check him out and once again thank you so much for the support you know all we can do is spread love is the Brooklyn way hey what's up y'all it's Miss Cindy and I'm back with part two of my invasion with sports with Dre Day. So, Mr. Dre Day. Yes. Tell me what teams or what, how should I say, like, what are some extra curriculums did you do as a child? Were you on any leagues? Oh, yeah. Plenty of leagues. Plenty of basketball leagues. Did um, you play for schools? That's who. Um... The street ball tournaments I'll speak of. Uh, for anybody that lives in East New York, I'm quite sure we're all familiar with Jordan Perry. Um, so shout out to the Perry family. Shout out to my man Tuki, um, his father. Rest in peace to Theo Perry. He was the one that started the league. Um, he was paying homage to um, one of his sons who had uh, passed away. So he named the tournament after him, Jordan Perry. Um... King of Crossover um, that went down in um, IS-302. So for anybody in the East New York area, you had, to, you, you had to know about King of Crossover. So shout out to the big homie. Shout out to the big homie, Eddie, who was basically the anchor of that. Um, shout out to him. Um, Camp Friendship, my uncle's tournament. My uncle Fish, Robert McCray. Um, he actually runs the tournament now. Actually, um, it's a winter it's a winter league. Um, so for any kids out there, well, actually, let me just plug this in real quick. Being that you asked, for any kids out there from the age of seven to ten that wants to learn the game of basketball and wants to learn the fundamentals. It's about to start up soon. Every January, the first Saturday in January, you know what I'm saying? It goes down at Camp Friendship. The address is 339 8th Street in downtown Brooklyn and Park Slope. That's between 5th and 6th Avenue. So, obviously, you know, when I drop this episode before the season starts, you know, I'm going to, you know, do my little, you know, posting, talking about Camp Friendship basketball to get people ready for it. So... It's male and female, you know. There's no there's, there's no gender discrimination, but yeah, that's one of the other tournaments that I uh that I have played in. Not to kind of I... like piggyback right off of that. Yeah, go ahead. I would say that camp friendship is actually um is great for children. It is great for children. My son did camp friendship, and um, most of you might know because you know me, 
my son has ADHD and impulsiveness. And um, it really taught him some discipline. It taught him how to not only think before he do certain stuff, but it helped him to open up more to people. My son is very antisocial. And when he started Camp Friendship and him being around... Oh, this makes me emotional. Him being around other kids... He actually learned how to communicate with children his age. So I feel like when they have leagues like this, instead of our kids being in the street, we should put them into these leagues or, you know, take these phones away and these tablets, like, have them to do stuff like this, especially for, like, kids, other kids like my son that have these, these you know, ADHDs and stuff where they don't have that place to that other pe other kids like him can connect with. I've been saying this for years, and my uncle's tournament, it was it was two age groups. It was seven to ten, and it was ten it was it was seven to ten, and then it was from eleven to fourteen. Unfortunately, he only has one age group now, and that's seven to ten. And the reason being is because of what you just said. A lot of these kids, especially that older age group, which is from 11 to 14, everything is a fucking phone. Everything is a fucking tablet. These parents need to stop being lazy and get these kids into some curricular and some curricular activity. You got a basketball tournament. Camp Friendship has been the institution for Park Slope for 20-something years. It's not just basketball. I was just going to say that. Not just it's basketball. not just basketball. It's softball. It's flag football. It's baseball. It's basketball. Even you, even when the season is over, summertime, a lot of these kids, they go to Maine. They go to Friendship Maine to go away for two weeks, to get to, to get away from New York, to go enjoy their summer. But we also open the minds to our children, putting them in stuff like that. Like I said, my son is very antisocial. If my son could be in a room full of 100 people and he won't say nothing. But being in this program, it helped him to not only communicate with other people, but to think strategically. Like, I don't know, for myself and, you know, speaking as a parent and not just trying to promote anything. I'm speaking from a parent's point of view. I feel like Camp Friendship was one of the best things I did for my son. No, don't worry. Listen, I'm, listen, from someone, for someone who's coached there. And still pays a visit here and there. Because, I mean, I mean, again, like I said, my uncle runs it. So I got to show face. You know, I got to show love there. Um, it's good that I was able to not only play there, but I was also able to coach there. Because I never thought in a million years that I'd be a coach. I didn't think I had the patience for it. Because I was a sore loser when I played ball. It was times I wanted to fight. Was? I, I, I wanted to fight if I didn't win. So for me to, so for me to take that transition from playing to coaching, it was a hell of a miracle. And, you know, I could say, you know, me coaching there, it taught me a lot. You know, you know, you know, it taught me a lot. So, you know, those those are some of the tournaments that I played in. Of course, you know, you got your PALs. And your beacon tournaments here and there, but I would say that those were the three tournaments there that really, you know, sharp sharpened my skills 
on the basketball court. And it's not even expensive. No, now it is. Now it is. I mean, I, I mean, I don't know the actual. I mean, again, the the other two tournaments I mentioned, they're disbanded. They're not. They, they're they're not. They're not in existence no more. But Camp Friendship is still around. And the last I checked, I think it's probably about seventy five to one hundred dollars now. Don't don't. That's still not expensive. Don't don't listen. It's better than what it was back in the day. It was twenty five dollars. I tell you this: there's some parents that stand on the line and pay two hundred and fifty dollars for a pair of Jordans. Or pay phone posits, and that's doing nothing for their kids. I agree. So if you could spend a hundred dollars to have your kid inside of an extracurriculum activity that's going to keep them off the streets and out of these hustlers' face, why not do it? I agree. I totally agree. But unfortunately, these parents don't see it that way. They want to rush on lines and buy these fancy sneakers. They want to buy these. These, these expensive-ass clothes, and a lot of these kids, they can't even tell you what 1 plus 1 is. Or they can't tell you what 10 times 10 is. Or they can't tell you the last time they read a book. But, I mean, I'm not here to judge these parents. So, you know, it is, you know, it is what it is with them. But, you know, again, camp friendship, man. Like, well, that, 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 that's, that, that, that's the league right there. And soon, soon, like, like, like pretty soon, I'm going to be giving... You know, updates on when the season is going to start. For anybody out there that's listening, that have kids in the New York area that would love to get their kids into a league, Camp Friendship is the league for them. But but again, like I said, it's only one it's only one age group, and that's 7 to 10 years old. So for any parent out there that's 7 to 10 years old and want to get their child into a basketball league, you know what I'm saying, hit me up in the DM. You know what I'm saying? Hit me, hit me up in the DM. Which is Sportswear with Dre Day Podcast, or my personal page, Dre Day nineteen eighty five, or even on Facebook. Hit me up on hit me up on hit me up in Dre Day, and you know we can get to the, we can get to the particulars on that. I mean to piggyback off of that, you might as well give them all the platforms where your listeners can hear your content. Uh, shout out to Anchor because they was the ones that actually opened the platform for me to be able to even talk this podcasting thing. I never even when I first start when I when I first started this, I had no idea how I was gonna launch it. And what happened was I went on YouTube and I just typed in how to start a podcast and I came across some guy that lived in Cali and he said something about an app called Anchor. He was like you could download it on your mobile phone and you know, you start an account, and then you could just start recording right then and there. So, shout out to Anchor, because they was pretty much the genesis of Sportswear with Dre Day Podcast. Um, the podcast is also streaming on Apple Podcasts. It's streaming on Google Podcasts, Radio Public, um, Stitcher, Spotify, um, Pocket Cast, Overcast. And just recently, you know, we found out that um, iHeartRadio approved the podcast. So now, you know, your boy is now streaming on iHeartRadio. So it's a couple of streaming platforms that the podcast is streaming on. So it's no excuse. It is no excuse for you motherfuckers to listen to this podcast. It's no excuse. You know, if you're into sports and, you know, you want to hear some not, you want to hear some no filtered, off the cuff type shit. Holla at your boy, man. Holla at your boy, Dre Day, man. 
At this point in your journey, what advice would you give to someone that wants to start a podcast channel? Go for it right then and there. Because my problem was, I think I waited too long to do this. And I mean, even though, like, I, I mean, I'm, I'm grateful for all the listens that I get. You know, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not one of these people that sit around, that, 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 that sit around and go into their, like, go into their profile to see how many listens they got. I don't give a fuck if I got one listen. You know what I'm saying? I don't care if it's five or ten listens. I don't care. I'm just thankful that I'm able to talk what I love to talk about, and that's sports. Whether it's basketball, baseball, football, I don't give a fuck. Do but, you feel um, like you'll talk about other... Do, would, do you feel like you'll put out other content other than sports later on in your journey? Maybe, maybe, maybe. But right now, I just... Right now, I just want to focus on that. But to piggyback off the question, go for it now. Like, don't worry about failing. Because that was one of the reasons on why I waited too long. Because I was so worried about failing. If you wait, like, if you if if you're gonna worry about if you're gonna worry about failing, you might as well don't do it. You might as well don't do it. Like every every episode is not gonna be a hit to some people. It's not. Like there's no way in hell somebody gonna put every episode out and every one of them is gonna be top quality. It's impossible. It's impossible. Eventually you're gonna hit right writer's block. It is what it is, but my advice to people out there, if you're thinking about starting one, first of all, you got to make sure you know what you're talking about. That's number one. You know what I'm saying? You got to have your charisma. Nobody wants to hear somebody, like I said earlier, nobody wants to hear somebody that's that's boring. We ain't into that. For that, we might as well watch, for that, we might as well watch, for that, we might as well watch a Tyler Perry movie. No, 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 nobody, no, no, nobody's interested in that. Whoa. Tyler Perry's the man. Is he? Yes, he is. Listen, his last few movies have been duds to me. Tyler Perry is the man, and he's a tearjerker, so. He could be a tearjerker, and I'm happy for him. You know, I'm happy he has his, you know, he has his own studio and stuff like that. But again, like I said, like, his last few movies have been dubs to me. But that's neither here nor there. But, yeah, again, like, for people out there that, you know... That's thinking about jumping into this game. Make sure you know what you're talking about, and you know, just, 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 just go for it. Like, don't worry about failing. Don't worry about it. Again, like I said, I think my problem was on why I waited too long was that I was afraid. I was afraid of failing. Nah, I had to. Nah, I had to jump on this, and I had, I, I had some setbacks, and then you know. I had an emotional breakdown where my mother basically just told me, yo, what's the one thing that you can do that it gets your mind off of whatever it is you're stressing about? And I said, talk sports. So she was like, yo, stop the bullshit and get with it. And you know when your mother tell you, you know when your mother tell you, you better take heed. So I jumped on it. Shout out to mom for knowing what she talking about. Mom's no best. So... Let's talk baseball, because I know you're a huge Yankee fan. Am I? Am oh, I? Oh, yes, you are. Am I? How do you feel about their loss to the Astros? 
Um, hurt, disappointed, because I wanted my fucking parade. I've been saying I, I've been saying this for years that I want my parade, and I thought this would be the year where we can get it. Because you just think about it. The series ended a few days ago. Mm -hmm. Usually when we have our championship parades, it's always on a Friday. My birthday was on a Friday. So we was in the World Series and we would have beat the Nationals. At that given time, the parade would have been on a Friday. My birthday would have been the championship parade. What a wonderful birthday gift that would have been for me. But unfortunately, we lost to the Astros in six games. So yes, I was crushed. I was hurt. Um, I mean, I'm not going to hide. I mean, I'm not going to hide from all the shit that I talk. You know, I got to be able to show face and defeat. But I damn sure was hurt by us losing. But I, I mean, I, 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 I will admit, the Astros had the better team. Just off the aspect of they had the better pitching rotation. Their starting pitches was way better than ours. So I was just hoping for a miracle, but I mean the bet. I mean the better team won. It's just that the way we lost, it was heart. It was heartbroken. What do you feel like Yank the Yankees could have done to possibly win against the Astros? Well, for starters, win Game Three. We we had an opportunity and we blew it. We we went against their best pitcher. Garrett Cole, we had runners in scoring position for two straight innings, the first and second inning, and we didn't get anything out of it. So the fact that they already had their two runs and we couldn't get nothing for those two innings, that's all the insurance he needed because once he's on that mound, it's a guaranteed win. He's going to strike you out and... That's what wound up happening. I think that was the blown opportunity right there. I think if we would have won game three, maybe it would have went to seven games. And who knows what would have happened. But being that we lost game three after winning game one and losing game two, I knew after losing that series, we, it, it, it was going to be a hard one to get off of. And then on top of that, a lot of our key hitters that was doing their thing in the regular season, they was a no-show. Didi was a no-show. Gary Sanchez was a no-show. Judge was a no-show. These are all guys that are popular with the Yankees. They was no-shows. We need y'all to produce in October. Y'all produced in the first round against Minnesota. We need y'all to produce in that next round to get us to the World Series. And unfortunately, they didn't. So what should the Yankees do in free agency to make a push for World Series again? Pitching. Pitching. I don't want to hear no shit about. I, I don't want to hear nothing about no hitters. We don't need no hitters. Our hitting, our batting rotation is solid already. It's solid already. It's solid. We need pitching. Garrett Cole, the same guy I just mentioned with the Astros, he's a free agent. He's not too thrilled with the Astros right now because he didn't pitch in Game Seven in the World Series. He even thanked the Astro. He even thanked the Houston fans for this season. You're not going to thank no fans if you stay in there. This man is a free agent. So we need, to, we need to break the bank with him. We need to give him a blank check 
and tell him what you want on it so we can get that for you. We just got to work out the years because he's going to be worth about 30, 35 mil a year. So now we just got to figure out how many years we can, how many years we can muscle up in that. Madison Bumgarner, who played for the Giants, he got championship pedigree. We need to go after him too. We need pitching. We don't need no fucking batting. We need hitters. I mean, we need we need that pitching. Cause Tanaka is not enough. Savarino's not enough. CC is gone. I mean, James Paxton is cool. But if you really think about it, we only got three pitches in our starting rotation. We need we need a five man rotation. So why not go after those two guys? Are you happy that the Nationals won the World Series? No. I'm not happy they won. I'm, I'm, I was hoping we won. But I will say this, though. Shout out to my bro, Bibbs. My man, Jason, a.k.a. Bibbs. Because this motherfucker is a prophet. Because he caught this shit in August. Now, mind you, the Astros wasn't even... They was creeping back into the playoff picture. Like they had a crazy losing record for a while, and then they started going on these crazy winning streaks here and there. And that's the beauty of baseball. It's not how you start the season, it's how you finish. And before the playoffs started, I think they were riding on an eight or nine game winning streak. They beat who they beat? I think they beat the Brew I think they beat the Brewers in the wild card game. They upset the Dodgers who I actually had playing us in the World Series. They sweep the Cardinals, and then they beat the Astros in four road games to win the World Series. That's not easy to do. You win four. You didn't even win on your home turf. You had to win four road games to win the World Series. So I guess you could say it's a 50-50 for me being happy for them. Yes, because of the way they won, and no, because I was hoping we won. So it's 50 50 for me, but salute to them, though. They deserved it. They, de they definitely deserved it. This was the year of the underdog. So, yeah, I'm, 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 I'm kind of happy that they won. Okay, let's talk football. Do you think your Patriots can make it to the Super Bowl undefeated? No. We're going to make the Super Bowl. Let's not get it fucked up. We're going to the Super Bowl. We will be in Miami. It's just a matter of who's going to be dancing with us. But are we going there undefeated? No, because we have we have a few games coming up now that's tough. And actually, Sunday against Baltimore is going to be tough. So when this episode come out, that game is going to be pretty much had taken place already, but that game right there is going to be tough for us. I mean, yes, we have an elite defense, but Lamar Jackson is a problem because not only can he throw the ball somewhat, he can also run it. But if I know Belichick the way I do, I'm sure he's going to neutralize him to take him out of his element. He's going to do everything he can to make sure he don't run the ball. He's going to have to throw that ball to beat us. But even so, like, all right, cool. They they still got a running game. And even Baltimore, like, we got Philly coming up. We got the Texans coming up. We got the Chiefs coming up. We got them fucking Cowboys coming up. So, 
I think one or two of those games we could lose. But again, like I said, that ain't going to stop us from going to the Super Bowl. That ain't going to stop us. Stevie Wonder can see we going to the Super Bowl. So, again, it's just a matter of who in the NFC going to dance with us. And before the season started, I said it would be us in New Orleans. So, I'm sticking with that. I mean, you know I'm going to have to say I want us to take another dance with y'all at the Super Bowl. Well, you can forget that because your Giants are not going to the playoffs. So, you might as well get that out of your system. I mean, you a hater. It's not a hater. It's being a realist. So what? But you a hater. Why you got to wish the bad jujus on I'm, us? I'm, I'm not wishing. They're wishing bad jujus on themselves. Listen, we're getting ourselves together. Are y'all? Yes. We got a new quarterback. Thank God. Uh, well, let's see. Let, let, let's a, see a young one. Let's see how long it takes before y'all and, turn y'all back on him. I don't. I'm listen. I'm gonna be honest with you. I've been saying that we need to sit Eli down for a while. Mm-hmm. I just ain't something. I'm not bandwagon riding. I'm, I'm, I'm with you. And you knew. You know this for a fact. For the past two years, I would say, I've been telling you we need to sit Eli down. You right. Eli's an amazing quarterback. I wouldn't say amazing, but go ahead. For us Giants, I would say Eli's an amazing quarterback. But I will say this. He, he, his run is over. Mm-hmm. Yes, I agree. I feel like his run is over. Mm-hmm. It's time for him to sit down Which and he coach is. from the sideline. Which he is. And teach this young boy what needs to be brought to the table for us to make it back to the Super Bowl. I knew from the gate we wasn't going to make it this year to the Super Bowl. So I'm not putting that expectation on that young man. Good. I'm glad you're not. But I will say this. Next year, we're going to be a powerful team. Mm. Mm. I will say that. Mm. Mm. Okay. And I'm, I'm calling it right now. Next year, we're going to be on our toes. What, what, what are you calling? That we're going to make it next year. Make it where? To the Super Bowl. Giants make the Super Bowl next year. Si- Giants and the Patriots next year. <sighs> okay. All right. All right. Y'all heard it here first. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Y'all heard it next year. I know some. I know somebody done had too many shots to do say, but go ahead. Next year. Yeah. Giants and the Patriots. I mean, mm. it would be a nice. It would be nice for us to take y'all back for a third round. Um, to be honest with you. I don't think that's going to happen, but I don't think it's going to happen from the aspect of, I don't even know if Brady going to be there next year. We don't need Brady. You don't need Brady. Yes, 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 we do. Brady's not holding your entire team down. A- actually, he is. Without Brady, without Tom Brady, this does not work. You have the some good wide receivers. Again, like I said. Good defense. Again. Good offense. Without Tom, and who's in charge of the offense? Yeah, but. Tom Brady. Without Tom Brady, this does not work. Without Tom Brady, we're not in the position we're at right now. Yes, in previous episodes, I've said our defense has been stellar, and it has. And yes, to a degree, defense wins championships. But at the same token, you need that quarterback. You need somebody special that can get you to the promised land. And if Tom Brady is not behind center for the New England Patriots, the New England Patriots are not going to no Super Bowl. They're not. As great as Bill Belichick is as a coach, and he's the GOAT, as great as he is, he ain't winning no Super Bowl without Tom Brady. He's not. Now, can Brady go somewhere else and win? That's to be determined. But I don't I don't I don't, I don't even know if Brady's gonna be there after this season. It's rumored that he's it's rumored that he's putting his house up for sale. His trainer is putting his house up for sale. 
He's on a one-year contract right now, which means at the end of the season, he's a free agent. So I I, I don't know. I, I, I honestly don't know. I honestly don't know. So I think you need to hold back on that Giants-Patriot prediction until next season in training camp, if he's even in a Patriot uniform. I'm not holding back. Because I'm going to say it right now. I'm going to be perfectly honest with you. If Brady gone, I'm gone. No, I'm not. I'm loyal to Brady. I've been I've been loyal to Brady since Michigan days. I've I've put in my time in New England. So when Brady goes, I go. Do you think college football players should be paid? Just as not just as much as the pros, but at least half as much as they make. I'll take it a step further. Not just football players, college basketball players. Which they just, you know, instituted anyway. Well, I mean, it's been instituted, but it don't go into effect for another four years. In 2023, college players in Cali can get paid. But I think this should go all over now. Because these these players, male and females, Mm -hmm. are putting their blood, sweat, and tears. I agree. On that court, on that gridiron, and they're not seeing no money. And on national TV. Exactly. For the world to see. They out there for the world to see. Exactly. So just like these pros should getting paid, I feel like they should get paid. They should get paid too. Obviously, mm-hmm. they're not going to get paid like the pros, but they do need to be seeing something. Right, because they have to practice just like they do. They have to travel just like they do. I'm going to give you a prime example. And my knowledge of basketball goes deep. Take the Fab Five, for example. Back in the day, Jawan Howard, Jim, Jimmy, Jimmy King, Ray Jackson, Chris Webber, Jalen Rose. They changed the evolution. Well, they started a revolution in college basketball. Back in the day, you had players wearing tight-ass shorts. They changed that. You know, they want shorts that Jordan wore. They had the black socks. They had the black sneakers. They revolutionized the game of college basketball. To the point where companies and even Michigan was riding their coattails, selling merchandise with their faces on it, and these guys didn't see no money from it. I think with this rule, I think all five of them should now get some get back for that. Like, yo, college players is get college players is getting paid soon. Well, we need to take care of them. We we owe them something. Because of what they did for college basketball. So, yeah. College basketball players, college football players, college baseball players, college athletes in general, they deserve to get paid. And it needs to happen, and it needs to happen now. Fuck waiting four years. This shit need to happen now. ASAP. Let's talk tennis. My girl Coco. As young as that young lady is, she is making history. Baby girl, yes. What yes. is your take on baby girl? I love her. I mean, <laughs> I, I, I'm, 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 listen, I'm happy for her. Like, I, I, I'm making my business to watch every match that she's in. Now, obviously, she can't compete in every tournament because of her age. You think she's she could go toe-to-toe with Serena? That's my dream matchup. That's my dream matchup. Serena's a goat. She is, but I mean, listen. 
Let's not forget Venus. Venus is done. I Come. mean, but she she put out no, no no. She, she listen, put in her work. She put in her work. She's a future Hall of Famer. She's underrated as far as what she's done for the game of tennis. What people don't know is Venus is one of the first tennis players. If not, she's probably the first tennis player with her own shoe. People don't know that. She's the first tennis player with her own shoe. So we got to give Venus that. But unfortunately for her, health issues rendered her. Because it was what it was it was it was one time she was better than Serena. But when the health issues kicked in, Serena just went to a whole new level. So the little sister is actually the big sister on the tennis court. But this takes nothing away from Venus. Venus is still in my top three of all time female tennis players. She's in my top three. Now, as far as all time, she's in my top five, but she's definitely in my top three. But for females, she may be two. Obviously, we know Venus. Obviously, we know Serena is one. But as far as going back to Coco, I'm very proud of her. And I'm proud of her upbringing. I'm proud that she has both of her parents by her side. You know, they're not, they're not feeding into the attention and stuff like that. They're keeping her grounded. Um, I can't wait to see what happens when, you know, she competes in these major tournaments. Because they're definitely going to have her in these major tournaments. You know, these little rinky-dink tournaments that, you know, they're going to limit her on those. But as far as the majors next year... Like the Australian Open, the French Open, Wimbledon and US Open. Oh, best believe Coco going to be there. Because I think right now she's ranked in the 100s. So you best believe she's going to be in these tournaments. And I hope I'm off these days because I will be watching them. Because I, I I love watching her play. I love her spirit. You know, I you know I love it. Shout out to Naomi too. Naomi Osaka. I, 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 I like her too. Tennis is a t t tennis is has a bright future ahead of them. I mean, Serena is not done yet, but I guess you could say the passing of the torch is in the right hands. Okay, okay. So in some of your episodes, you talk about WWE and you did some wrestling here and there. Yes. With your previous episodes on wrestling. Yes. What's your take on the new rivals between WWE and AEW? I love it. I mean, I remember back in the day where we had Monday Night Wars with WWE and WCW. I was always Team WWE. Smack and Raw. No, no, no. Nitro and Raw. It was Nitro and Raw. Nitro was WCW. Raw was WWE. Well, it was WWF at the time. I was always Team WWF. I mean, I only watched Nitro here and there. But for me, it was always, it was always WWF. Obviously... Stone Cold, Rock, Undertaker, Guerrero, um, Eddie Guerrero. Well, at this time, Eddie Guerrero was with WCW. Um, Triple H, the Bunny, um, Mankind, DX. I mean, the list goes on. I mean, I'm, I'm hoping I'm not missing anybody. But back but, then, but how you forget the rabbit too? Who? How you forget um, what's his name? Ah. <sighs> On the tip of my tongue, this dude say got me fucked up. He must not be important if you don't remember him. But yeah, it's so, the one nah. that missing, the one with the tooth. Mick Foley, mankind. Mm -mm, the short Spanish guy that killed himself. Chris Benoit. There you go. Oh, maybe that's why I forgot because he killed himself. But um, yeah. So um, 
He was good too. No, he no no. He was actually one of my favorites. No, no, he was. Because he was crazy. He was. He was the Canadian crippler. I know who he is. But when you take out your family, I don't fuck with you like that no more. But it's but but that's neither here nor there. But yeah, I'm I'm actually loving the rivalry because we get because now we get to see which which company is gonna push that envelope now. Because for the longest time it was always WWE. Once WWE took over WCW and ECW, we didn't have no other company that can compete with them. I mean, yeah, you had Ring of Honor and you had New Japan, but they didn't they didn't get that popularity. And now we got AEW, so shout out to Cody Rhodes for even putting that together. And you know, he got Kenny Omega over there. Um, John Moxley, a.k.a. formerly known as Dean Ambrose, is over there. Chris Jericho is over there, who's one of my favorite wrestlers of all time. Mm -hmm. And you got a lot of these old superstars that was in WWE over there now. It makes it interesting. And then on top of that, you have a Wednesday Night Night Wars with AEW and NXT, which is, uh, I guess you can call it, uh, underboss to WWE to nurture new talent, so we get to have that every Wednesday. AEW versus NXT. So yeah, I'm actually loving the rivalry right now, and made the best made the best company win. But I'm always gonna be Team WWE. Hmm. Always, always Team WWE. So um, with you being a big Jay Z fan and all, this do say it good. Listen. I'm a huge whole fan. I'm a Jehovah Witness. I'm not, I'm, I'm, I'm not, I am not a Jehovah Witness. I am a Jehovah, I'm not a Jehovah Witness. I am a Jehovah Witness. So do you, would you ever sign with Rock Nation? If I would ever sign with Rock Nation? Yeah. Do you feel like you'll benefit signing with Rock Nation? Hell yeah. Aside from getting... Finally getting your rock chain. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, 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 oh, I'm waiting for that. I'm waiting for my, I'm waiting for my rock chain. I'm a, listen. I'm an honorary Rockefeller member, so you know, I'm 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 waiting I'm waiting for that chain. Um, if the stars of the universe line up, and I can somehow have a meeting with him, or anybody from Rock Nation, and I get signed there, God willing, I will love it. Um. But, you know, let's see what happens, man. Like, again, you know, this is a dream of mine. This is a passion of mine. I take it real serious. So who knows? So 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 who, so who knows what may line up for me in the years to come? Who knows? But I would definitely love to be signed with Rock Nation. Hell yeah. My last question. This one's going to be good. If you can interview anybody in the world, on your podcast, who would it be? I have a few. Just one. Jordan. Jordan, but I mean, he's too bougie. I I I I I don't think he would want to be on here. Um, but it's it's definitely him. Again, again, this is somebody that I idolized growing up. I mean, yes, I had my mother, who's one of my idols, my grandmother, R.I.P. to her. Today actually marks the 16th anniversary of her being called home. 
um, R.I.P. My, my uncle Victor, my uncle Fish. So the like, and my dad. So those are like the Fab Five for me, as it pertains to idols. But when you talk about like celebrities that I looked up to, yeah, Mike is at the top. Mike is at the top. So it it would be it would be only right if yo Dre you can get. One interview. Who would it be? Yeah, I'm going with the guard, Michael Jeffrey Joy, and I'm going with him. I'm, I'm picking him. I'm picking Joy. And then after that, we can have a one-on-one -on -one basketball game. Uh-uh. So there you have it, guys. I got all in this business today. And this wraps up another episode of Sportsway with Dre Day. And again, I'm missing D. Nah, before we go, before we go, before we go, can't just end it like that. I got to tell y'all again what the streaming platforms is. Um, iHeartRadio, you know what I mean? I'm on there. Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, um, Stitcher, Radio Public. Um, you can also check out um, my social media pages on Facebook, Dre Day, um, Instagram, Dre Day Nights eighty five, or Sportswear with Dre Day podcast, um, Twitter, Dre Day Nights eighty five. So, you know that's pretty much where y'all can find me, where y'all can find the episodes. And again, you know, thank you to everyone out there. That's been taking time out their day to listen to the podcast. There is no me without y'all. You feel me? So, I don't care if I get one listen. Somebody gonna listen to this motherfucker and they're gonna enjoy it. So, again, thank you to everybody that's been listening. Um, whichever streaming platform you listen to it from, all I ask is that y'all hit that like button or hit that subscribe button. Rate this month and review it. You know what I'm saying? So, again, thank you to everybody that's been listening to the podcast. Keep the positive vibes. And, uh, yeah, your boy your boy and his girl is about to sign off this thing. Um, yeah, this dude says it's hit me real good. <laughs> so, it's time for, you know, it's time for me to lay it down. Literally. And um, it's time to go. So, peace and love. So, in closing, I say, this has been another episode with Sports Square with Dre Day Podcast. Miss Cindy, thank you for the yeah. interview. Um, I appreciate it. I love you. And yeah, you too. it's time to jump off this bitch. It's time to sign off. So, peace and love. God bless. We signing out. Peace. Hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up. Y'all thought this was over? Nah, nah, it ain't over yet. It, it, it ain't over. It's far from over. It was one more question that she was going to ask me. And she forgot to ask me. But I was like, yo, I got to get this recorded. This is a one-shot deal. This was, this, was the, this was the only opportunity I might have been able to have my lady on here with me. So, if we're going to do this, we're going to do this with a bang. So, go ahead. Ask me that question that you want to ask me. Past or present, name your starting five for your basketball team.
Well, let me just say present right now. Present, I will go with... Damn. My point guard is tough. Because I don't know if I want to go with Russ or Uncle Drew. But being that Uncle Drew is in Brooklyn, I'm going to go with him. Sorry, Russ. You're my man. You're on my fantasy team. I appreciate it. But I'm going to go with Uncle Drew. Um, at the two, I don't really fuck with James Harden like that. you know. So I'm, I'm, I'm off that wave with him. So I would go with a healthy Clay Thompson. So get well soon to Clay Thompson. Um at the three, LeBron. That's not oh no, not even. No, 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 no. Let's flip that now. At the point guard, I'm going with LeBron. At the point, I'm going with LeBron. At the two, at the two, I'm going to go with a healthy Steph Curry. Because I don't need him to be a point guard. I got LeBron for that. Um, at the three, I'm going to go with Kawhi Leonard, the claw. At the four, I'm going to go with the healthy Kevin Durant. And at the five, that's tough because you got Anthony Davis, you got Joel Embiid, you got. I like Anthony Davis. So do I. Now, that's that's my dude, but he injury prone. He played one hell of a game last night, though. Yeah, he did. You're right. Yeah, you're absolutely right. He did. That was the Lakers Maverick game for people that don't know. Um, yeah. So I think at the five. I'm going to go with AD. I'll go with Anthony Davis at the five. Now, my all-time team, that's much, much, much more easier. Magic, point guard. The greatest point guard ever. Two, the guard, Michael Jeffrey Jordan. The greatest shooting guard of all time. What else do I need to say? I mean, some people say Kobe. Listen, the, the replica can never be better than the original. All right? So... And this is no shade to Kobe, but we all know what it is. Like he idolized Jordan, he wanted to be like Mike. So it's no not it's no knock to Kobe. He's one of my favorite players of all time. But real is real. Replica can never be better than the original. So it is what it is. Um, at the three, LeBron, greatest small forward of all time. Power forward, Mr. Big Fundamental, Tim Duncan, greatest power forward of all time. And at the five, I'm going to go with the Diesel. Barbecue chicken alert. Shaquille O'Neal. I mean, some may say Kareem, but for me, I grew up watching Shaq and just his dominance and what he could do in that paint and him being unstoppable. Yeah, that's he, he's, he's my starting center. So that's my five all-time and all-time. All-time five and starting five currently. So now we could bump up out this bitch, and now we out of here. So again, this is your man Dre Day from Sportswear with Dre Day Podcast um, with his special guest, Miss Cindy, who did the interview, um, who invaded my podcast 
So now it's time for us to go. It's time for us to bounce up out of here. So again, peace and love. God bless. Signing off. Your boy is out.